The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here to analyze this before I go back to uh, the energy office today and the energy office of yesteryear with my good friend Johnny Rimson from out of the West. Let me do some programming notes uh, for tonight, February 12th, Friday, February 12th on Channel 12. We got the PBS News Hour at 7, Consuelo Mac Health Track at, 7, at 8 o'clock, in conversation with AARPVI at 8.30, Washington Week, the Atlantic at 9.00. Firing line with Margaret Hoover at 9.30. So we got four half-hour programs, four 30-minute programs between 8 and 10. And then the American Buffalo discover how the national mammal was rescued from extinction. And that goes from 10 to 12. And then, of course, I'm important company at midnight. Okay? So Nozawa at 7. Consuelo Mako held track at 8. In conversation with AARPVI at 8.30. Washington Week with the Atlantic at 9. Firing line with Margaret Hoover at 9.30. And the American Buffalo uh, from 10 uh, to midnight. Uh, joining me here in the studio because, you know, typically the first Friday of the month we do a power hour. He actually came onto the show as a guest and then the the reception was so great uh, that uh, we actually created a power hour. That he actually named it, you know what I'm saying? So today going to be the power hour in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So we appreciate that. Kyle Fleming here in the studio. Good morning, sir. Glad to have you here. Good morning, good morning. And then, of course, the first, you were the first energy office director or one of the first, Johnny Rimson? No, I was actually second, Dr. You- Franklin. Prince was the first. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. You did tell uh, it before, Frank chem- Prince. Chemical engineer. Yes, yes, from, Frank Prince. Um, yeah. Hoffman and Roach. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals. Explain that again. Technical. He was uh, from Hoffman and Roach Pharmaceuticals. Okay. Chemical engineer. Chemical engineer. Okay, good. And you, you started when you went there in 80? 79, 80? Yeah. 80. You went there in 1980, right? Um, yeah. Actually, actually, I went 79 and from 79 to... 80, to, 86. To 86, or well, January 87, right? When it, with, the, with the change of the administration. Farley Hodge. Right. And, right. I start, right. and I started right. in 2019, so we're exactly, <laughs> exactly 40, 40 years <laughs> 40 years, two decades, uh, two generations, right? Four decades, two generations of, of existence. What, what was the big issue, before we get back to the OTEC, uh, because I also want to mention um, the significance of that area over there by South River. What was the big issue facing the territory early 80s as it relates to energy? It was a health issue. Yes. Wang, Wang gave us a directive at, at, at energy and said, come up with a plan that keep HES happy, WAPA happy, and let's move forward with a new technology. That, that's what he said. So we did a 20-year plan from 1980 to 2020. Mm-hmm. A 40-year plan. Had, yeah. A 40-year. So yeah. if we did that, Plan, 40 year plan. So if we had followed that plan, we'd have been in good shape. We, w- we wouldn't have been in the predicament we've been in for the last 20 years, right? Not because we were talking to Hess. They were wanting to be involved in the in the project. WAPA was going to get current from Hess. We, we had it all worked out. And, um, and, and so as, one of the things I mentioned, one of the things I mentioned earlier that you texted me about was our our, our unwillingness or reluctance to take risk. Speak risk. about that. We we did not want to take the risk. Politicians wanted things to be normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted people to be dependent. The, the, I won't call nobody name, but <laughs> one politician 
in particular, <laughs> I've always said to me, John, leave this thing alone, man. Everybody happy and nobody wants to take risk. That was, 40, that was 40 years risk ago? risk means you have to go out, put your neck on the block. You have to go out, come out your shell and do something. You know, you know, as a horse racing man, right? And and um, he had a horse named Cigar. He was one of the great horses. He was owned by Alan Paulson. And if you look up Alan Paulson, he's the man who created the Gulfstream jet that you could you could move yeah. around the, the world real quick, right? So the trainer, Bill Matt, asked him, look, now we're winning all these races on the East Coast. Why you want to go out to California to run in the Hollywood Gold Cup? And, and why, why you want to take that risk? And here is Alan Paulson told Bill Matt, you measure risk by the size of the reward, hmm. right? And, and that's that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. And 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 we 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 don't run from risk. We don't even want to measure it. We don't we don't run from it. And right. and that's our problem. But 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 I think it actually, uh, John and and Kyle, it actually is applicable to everything, right? Because if you remain stagnant, while your neighboring islands, in our case, and countries continue to progress, then why are you promoting education? Let me start with you, Kyle, because education is what we want. We want our children them to, to get exposed to things and create things that we may not have the vision at our particular, during our window for, the, for, for us to incorporate as a people. We can't be afraid of, the, of risk. We can't be afraid of science. It happened with the pandemic. But but, 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 no stretch. I mean, and I think that at the end of the day, I mean, like, there, there's the, the reality is it's so much of this is already be, so so many advancements are already being de-risked by the rest of the world, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're we're in a position oftentimes now where it's not even about necessarily taking the chance. It's about taking taking the lessons learned and best practices from how things are being deployed, integrated, and then coupling and understanding what our application needs to be and just, you know, making the adjustments to make it work here. So it's not even, I, I don't even think in certain scenarios, I mean, we'll talk about, I mean, we could talk about, you know, OTEC is, you know, that's a bit more on the, 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 I won't say newer, but in terms of like, it doesn't have the widespread deployment as, as maybe some other technologies do on a global scale. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing all, of, we should be doing all at the same time, right? We should be actively deploying the things that are readily available um and, and again but deploying through you know strategic planning i think you know i, I love hearing that, that john talked about you know that one of the things that they, they did was you know put together that 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 40-year plan and again i know that the appetite people's appetite for planning is it sometimes is, is is feels like well if you're planning then you're not actually doing but the reality is in order to do you have to plan and like that's what you know what you, you talk about people look at puerto Rico. i get people calls all the time people like how do Puerto Rico get this, you know, four hundred plus million dollars for for residential solar? How are they getting all of this one billion dollar from Congress? You look back, there, there's something called the Puerto Rico 100. It's a it's, it's Puerto Rico's plan for how they're going to be achieving a hundred percent of uh, renewable energy in 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 that on the island. This wasn't something that they just cocked up on there and say, oh, this is what it's going to be, and we're mm -hmm. just going to start doing projects. And all you got to put in the work, man. You got to put the work in. And, like, and if you're if we're not willing to spend the time to at least understand, and we're not even talking about. We're such a small. I, I tell people all the time, we're a college campus. Yeah. We're, we're, this the fifty thousand here, yeah. fifty thousand over there. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the size of you University can't, can't, of Michigan? You can't, really, you can't really compare us to Puerto Rico. Puerto, Puerto Rico is four thousand square miles, almost four million people in its heyday. So when when we think about planning, we don't even think we don't even have to think about planning on the scale that when California is trying to plan, when even Hawaii is trying to plan. I mean, these are massive, you know, much larger, you know, service territories with much more dynamics and variables. We have a simple problem to address. But it, it's it's we still have to be willing to spend the, the the bare minimum at least time to say okay 
this is really the, the, the path that we need to take as opposed to just kind of reacting into a, this, this decision, that decision, and, and hoping and, that it and, works. And, and bandaging what we're doing. John, I know you're, chomp, you're chomping at the bit. Go right ahead. I know. I, I was just laughing. I wanted to say, internet, cell phones. You talk about science, advancement. Now, my grandchildren know more about internet and cell phone than me. They know to, that grandfather want to fix it. So the, the thing is, if we are oppressed, if we have to do it, we shall because now everybody have a cell phone. That's right. Everybody have internet. Mm-hmm. So when we press people to do it, but locally, that's why I talk locally, we are reluctant to want to do things mm-hmm. because we can do OTEC and all the island nations in the Caribbean could benefit from it. You know, and across the and across the world. Yeah, you, you mentioned Rustop Twist, which is on the North Shore here, and and Saint Croix. Which would, if we were to compare it, that would be like Hall Bay and Saint Thomas, right? Over there, right? Right, right? right over right. the side, right, right. on the north side, right? Um, I was having a conversation with the university president, um, David Hall, and I was talking to him about when we were small, we had the West Indies lab with Fairleigh Dickinson. Up on the, uh, up, right. up there, up there, uh, up there uh, by the yard club, right across yeah. by the yard club. So, so he asked me, uh, "Are you talking about um, something at Salt River?" And I had forgotten that the, the, the West Indies Lab actually had a facility at Salt River. It was Colin Woodson, I believe, or, or Jerry Weber, Jerry Weber, who had uh, who texted me and said, "Yeah, the president, right? There was actually something over there by Salt River as well, um, associated with the Fairleigh Dickinson University." with the lab, right? Which means, John, that way back then, the vision was in place. There's no excuse. We, we have unquestionably regressed as it relates to evolution because the tech type program that, that Rocky Laibot uh, educated me on, and I've been doing my research ever since. And why you didn't know about that? Be, 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 why? Be, 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 yes. Because I was negligent, right? <laughs> but 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 I ain't afraid to admit I was negligent, and and I want to make up for it. But what's here's what's impressive, right? We're talking 1969. Look at the look at the entities involved here, John, and and Kyle and the audience. Navy, NASA, the Department of Interior, the Missile and Space Division of General Electric Company. Now, when we talk about these entities, we're talking billions of dollars. Of 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 uh, market cap on the private side with 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 the um, General Electric uh, General Electric companies of the world, um, NASA, Navy, Department of Interior in terms of in- continuous investment. John, in, in reality, we really got no excuse, none. Well, I, I'll say yeah. one, one thing. One thing I'll say. Those those we got on the two right. Is, is I think there's also there's also a reality here where. Okay, that's, that's 55 years ago the tech type pro- program was in St. John. That's a long, long time. I, I, I think, I think t- time for sure the, the, isn't, isn't, hasn't done us favors, but in, in terms of we look at like where we are today, right? And, you know, this is something that I, from the board level I've, I've pressed continuously because at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the reality of these, you know, evolutions, right? Like the same way I talk about, you know, it needs planning. These things also need, you know, champions, right? And when you think of like how we're constructed right now from, you know, from an organizational standpoint, you have... You, you have a authority that's, that's constantly trying to keep just the operation in order, right? So yeah. and that, that gets back to the same reality. Like, and I, like when, when I say that we react to, right, don't, don't get it, don't say that. I don't want you to, to take it as if we're in, intentionally reacting. Part of the reality of our reacting is that 
we're constantly in situations where we need to react, right? Power goes out. We, we have to react to That's that. That's understandable. Transmission yeah. lines get co- co- compromised. We have to react to that. Your fuel disruptions, you know, fuel disputes, we have to react to that. But what about contingency, though? Which is really, which is really what we need. That's planning. That's planning. But see, the problem is, and, and this, is where, this is where I say, and I, I, from, I can tell you from sitting from the seat that I said that, there is not enough, the, the way we're trying to layer the efforts that need to be done to both be doing the reacting and the strategic, there's not enough shoulders, right? So one of the things that, for example, one of the things that we did, right, is that for one, one of the grants that I went after last year from the, from the same DOI, right? Not, you know, yeah, the same fund that we've used for um, purchasing electric vehicles, doing microgrids. We've also used those funds for identifying how do we get a, you know, a renewable energy champion, right? Let's, let's, let's put funds towards the resources that we need because at the end of the day, we keep asking the same people to do everything, but that's not realistic. We mm-hmm. have to start putting, like, we have to realize if we need a champion for strategic planning, for renewable development, we can't expect that the person who's trying to keep the lights on is going to have the time and the resources to focus on no, they, doing they, the next step. And they, so, like, we, like that, that part of being able to be realistic in, in the... the the expectations that we have when we're not essentially developing the teams. And, I, and so, I, you know, we, I talk, I tell you, one thing I talk on the board level a lot, we talk a lot about how do we get the team, like not just, because it's more than just the CEO, right? Like everybody wants to expect that the CEO does everything. They can't do everything. No CEO anywhere does everything. You need teams. You need strategic support in various areas. And we need to be focusing on that because we'll always be having these conversations unless we have the holistic, comprehensive, like, you know, champions of all the different initiatives that we want to see come to fruition. Right now, there's basically a, a handful of people that's bearing the weight of yeah. Well, 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 well that's the value. That's the value of bringing a John Abramson into the conversation because John, hasn't this been a historical problem here in the Virgin Islands? Of course, but I want to say one thing before I leave. In our assessment plan, it recommended that the director of energy be on the WAPA board. That was. In 1980, and and statutorily, 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 that's not that, that still exists now. That 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 man, that's a mandate. The energy office, the, that, the, the most recent legislation, put it back. Actually, well, if it, if it was out before the most yeah, recent legislation, yeah, because, because I know, I know, um, based we, we on had no, they didn't do it. They yeah. did not put the person on the board. They didn't put any. Well, of but that, that's what I was going to ask for that interim period between when uh, when, when when you were on the WAPA board. Or or, or 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 when I uh, was I wasn't on the board. No 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 no, no 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 no. I need I need to rephrase that. When your administration wanted it be, wanted it to be mandated that the energy office director be on the WAPA board. I know that the government the governor had leverage where he could make, he could place three members on the board at one point, right? right. But it wasn't mandated yeah. that the energy office director be on the WAPA board, which it is now. It right? Is now. Well, but, it, it's right. in dispute, but it is. It, it, but, no, but here's but, what I'm but saying. But it acted act, me. I am the energy but, officer director that's the, but, the, on the board. But, 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 that, but that's logic. Yeah. But that's, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, as, as an energy officer director that's on the board, that's not like, that's not enough, right? Because what the, 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 the lift that needs here isn't just one person with vision. This needs a team with vision, a team with execution. I mean, these things do, again, this, this takes a collective effort. But you so talk about planning, though. I, I want to cut you off. I want to, I, I, John, I want to ask you a question based on something that Basil Atli, um, in, in when we served together, he clamored for us to have a better or a greater appreciation for planning in general. This isn't just a WAPA issue or energy issue. This is, this is in all areas to include infrastructure, 
um, a number of, of different things. Why do you believe we haven't embraced a greater understanding and appreciation for planning, even though we actually have a department with Department of Planning and Natural Resources? We have a planning department, but we used to have a planning department that was separate from the Department of um, Planning and Natural Resources. Have, yeah. Right. We had a planning department that did all government planning. Roy Adams, Roy Adams was a commissioner. Roy Adams, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you if you don't plan, you fail. You're gonna fail. Wow. That's it. You, you have to plan. You have to look forward. Things are gonna change. One thing my mother told me: the only thing in life that is constant is change. It's change yeah, man. and debt. <laughs> and I tell you now, if yeah. we don't start changing our paradigm, we're gonna lose out. I want to thank you for be, having me on today. I got to do some work. So, by the way, you guys do a great job, Neville. Keep up the good works. Thank you very much. Peace out. Johnny Ransom from out of the West, uh, our, our second energy office director. I know we're there with it. With your, 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 the chief of staff was also energy office director, right? Carl Knight. Correct. Right? And he's going to be joining me next week uh, on the program in the lead up uh, to the state, to the territory. You know, I just want to thank you uh, for taking the time out to continue consistently educate me uh, along with my audience as to how we go about you know making things better now i know we had power out we had power outages we had one when tuesday i think it was monday. Tuesday, monday monday yeah monday monday um and uh you, you try your best uh and leave the rest but at the same time though um 2024 has to be that year I never. I, 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 as me, as me, as a, as a, as a, I pride myself on being a problem solver, and to be sitting in the, the seats that I've had to sit in and had the look, the opportunity and been granted the opportunity to, to sit in. I can't tell you. I, I want that more than anybody else in the Virgin. Okay, we, we, we're reaching the, the three quarter mark. This is uh, eight furlongs of Brian Roach, five furlongs done run. This is furlong number six started on January one. This is the three quarter mark. After that. We then the home stretch. You check what I'm saying, and we want um, for the Virgin Islands to be uh, a better place than it was um, when um, the Brian Roach administration took over in January 2019. Thank you very much for joining me. I I I've got oh I had one more plug for the program. I'll just bring it up on other side. We bring it up on side real quick. Yeah. I know you got to run. We'll take a break and be back right after this. A new year deserves a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peters Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition. 
Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on analysis. We're going to call the weather service in a little bit after um, Kyle uh, breaks out of Dodge to find out what we're looking at at the weekend. But during the previous break, not this last one, one before, I was just thinking about what's necessary for us to actually see something, um, you know, manifest itself into being productive and beneficial to the people of the Virgin Islands. So I, I looked at the four requirements, um, Kyle. You need a good concept. You need resources or access to resources. Mm -hmm. You need timing, right? You go put a timeline in place to make sure that happens. And then you need discipline after you after you make that commitment. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Of course, you need intellectual capacity, right? That goes without saying. But I believe those four dynamics are critical if you want long-term benefit. Agreed. I, I can't agree more. And and uh, so so that to me, and this applies to everything. That's one thing that you and I were talking about in the break. We don't want the public to think that just because energy is our biggest problem, that it's the only problem. If we were to apply these principles to what we do and and a willingness to take risk ever so often, not every day, you don't do that. You know what I mean? You know, you don't want to be excessive in anything you do, in particular with risk. And that's why, you, as you mentioned earlier, when people invest in the money in the stock market, they're not just going into one area because one area might be attractive today, it might not be good tomorrow, right? So, so diversification is absolutely critical. But you wanted to mention some initiatives that the Energy Office is looking at uh, to start off the new year. Yeah, so we, we talked about earlier in terms of seeing the, the some of these resources that we mentioned that we received and successfully awarded in in twenty twenty three, mm -hmm. um, and seeing what those those actually mean in terms of uh, in terms of programs and initiatives uh, in this year. One of the first we we have many that are going to be uh, be rolling out here. Uh, one of the first ones that we're actually kicking off, uh, going to start accept, actually start accepting applications for next week is uh, our e equitable. Uh, e-mobility rebate program so this is actually our, our electric vehicle rebate program so we've talked about this we've talked about electric vehicles a lot on this show mm -hmm. uh, we've certainly seen the the, the the penetration of electric vehicles start to grow in the territory um, both through the the GVI um, you know and our strategic investments as well as public investment um, and for private sector uh, investment as well uh, and we're really targeting to try to make the 
you know, the cost barrier of adopting uh, EVs less of a concern. I mean, the reality is that a lot of the cost that, you know, two, three years ago, people attributed to electric vehicles has, has significantly dropped naturally from mm-hmm. a market standpoint. But we're trying to push that 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 drop even further. We're offering $5,000 uh, rebate to both new and used electric vehicles okay. that are purchased in territory and understanding and realizing that the supply chains locally are still limited. We're constantly trying to work with local vendors to improve that. But in the interim, we're opening up the uh, eligibility to uh, vehicles purchased out of the territory as well for this rebate. Because there's a lot of vehicles in the in the United States, even just in Florida, um, which we know it's you know people are already commonly used to to importing vehicles as well. So we're opening up eligibility to imported uh, electric vehicles. Obviously, we have eligibility criteria online and kind of breakdown of what what applies so that people are aware of what what will be eligible for the rebate but again five thousand dollars for new and used electric vehicles um as well as we actually have a five hundred dollar uh rebate as well for how, 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 how do E-Bikes. they apply uh so we have a application online if you go to the energy office website uh energy.vi.gov uh, we and if our, our Facebook page, we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to be uploading. We, we're having a press release go out. The press release hasn't even gone out yet, so it's actually, I guess, breaking here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to begin the press release out uh, today, as well as uh, having our Facebook and, and website updated with the application. You can also come into the office uh, in St. Thomas and St. Croix to get the application as well. We, we certainly rec- recommend you review the the information online, um, and, and you know, and we'll, what we put on the press release. Uh, so that way you go through the process appropriately and you're aware of kind of the, the, the needs, the documentation needs, everything like that. Um, one, one other key thing is we're actually not only, a, we're, while we're accepting applications starting next week, Friday, we're also honoring purchases that were made at the start of the fiscal year, which is October 1st. So if, you had, if somebody has purchased a vehicle from October 1st, 2023 to, you know, when the application, when we start accepting applications, we would still honor as long as it meets all the criteria. You know, at the time of purchase, we will still honor the rebate for those purchases. So, if you if you're a recent, like a very recent uh, electric vehicle, uh, you know, consumer, also, uh, you know, please pay attention to this program because the eligibility extends to per- vehicle purchases made from October first, twenty twenty three. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I want to make sure the community is aware of that. One of the listeners, uh, a very important listener. Uh, good morning. She said, we must involve the private sector in the planning process. Agreed. So the Chamber of Commerce, um, they, they got the, I mean, I know they got their businesses to run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, we don't want anything. They have uh, an excessive obligation to play a part in this. But they're the ones, they know the business terrain. They know the landscape. So we need them to be a part of this. Right? No, it, it, the, the, I think when, when I say collective effort, it, it certainly it, it excludes none, right? Because at the end of the day, if we're designing... A, the, the, the government can't do everything. We can't do it all. Yeah. And, and, and we also need to be, def, we need to be developing programs that also... We're not going to have all the answers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, we're divine, when we're devising a solar program, you ask anybody on my team, I'm like, bring the installers into the room. Because yeah, what are we going to do? Like, we're, we're, we're not out in the field. We're not the yeah. ones putting these systems on roof. So how can we effectively design a program if we don't get the input from those that are actually doing the work? It's impossible. That's important. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Great um, power hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, uh, man. Lo- looking power, forward. A very powerful one today. Yes, to sir. Kick yes, off sir. The year. yes, sir. Johnny Robinson, thanks a lot for giving us some more uh, credit. We're looking forward to doing it again next month. I'll be in contact. Sounds good. Take care. You got it. That's uh, Kyle Fleming. Uh, the Energy Office Director, also the Chairman of the WAPA Governing Board. I believe we got the uh, National Weather Service on the line uh, uh, joining us. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Good 
Hey, good morning. This is Ryan. Jay. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Happy New Year. All that good stuff, and uh, we'll probably say that until the end of January, and then after the, after that, you know, the year's old come February 1. Um, I hope you enjoyed that last part of the conversation there with my energy office director. We like talking about a number of different things. We actually were speaking about uh, ocean thermal energy a little while ago, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm sure you would have a feel uh, for, for what we're dealing what we're talking about there. Um, perfect weather so far, showers in between, uh, not too dry. We can't complain. Doing well. Yes, and that's what is expected for the next couple of days. Actually, through tomorrow, it's going to be even drier. We have some drier moving in behind all this moisture we've had throughout today and last night. And, yeah, tomorrow looks like a perfect day with clear skies. And that then just following, yes, similar weather, just passing showers here and there. But very typical, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, what about um, our beachgoers and our, our, our boaters? Yes, yeah, so today we still have a small craft advisory out because um, the mixing of a northerly swell and wind from the east, it's causing confused marine conditions. And that's pretty much waves or um, sea heights between five and seven feet. That's what we're seeing for offshore Atlantic waters across the Anagata Passage as well. But near shore by the USVI across the islands, um, heights are, are lower than that. That's mostly for the outer waters. And for beachgoers, right now we just have a moderate risk of rip currents out, which is around breaking waves four to five feet. But pretty, <clears throat> pretty similar conditions will persist well, actually, marine conditions are going to improve um, across um, the waters, but beach conditions are going to be quite similar throughout the weekend. No, um, we've had uh, good weather, um, 70s. Um, in some instances at nights, we're heading down into the upper 60s. It's, how long is it going to remain like that? It um, looks fairly consistent for the next week or more as Mostly the, the dynamics locally, like, say, um, the, um, the vertical profile, the, the way the pressure is sitting above us, mm-hmm. is gonna, it's not going to change much um, over the next week. So the same kind of temperatures we've had, we're going to expect pretty much the same thing. No, I was speaking with um, Mary Angeles earlier in the week, and she said um, we had a high pressure that was that was mingling, um, connecting with a low pressure. Was that what you're talking about? Where the, the temperatures confused, the waters confused? Oh yes, yeah. Across the Atlantic, the main feature right now that's driving the weather we're seeing is just a series of high pressure systems, and that's just causing this easterly flow, like um, the winds just to be kind of breezy at times, and um, coupled with that, across the Eastern Caribbean. It's pretty much just, it's, we have, we have um, stable conditions across the eastern Caribbean, and that is promoting just um, cool temperatures at night, and yes, that will continue throughout the weekend. Okay, good. So, um, you're looking at a, a pretty normal weekend, um, nice, and, nice and cool at night, and not too hot during the day? Yeah, pretty much it. Can get a little toasty at times when the sun is yeah. beating down, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's gonna it should be nice. Nothing 
too hot, and yeah, at night it should cool down. And the intermittent showers? Intermittent showers, yes, but Saturday and Sunday do look pretty dry, especially Saturday. We're expecting pretty much no rain at all Saturday yeah. afternoon. Okay. And, and then Sunday there'll be a bit of an increase, but very light and little to none is expected. Okay, good. Thank you very much. We'll get back with you guys on Monday. Hey, if you see Ian Colon, tell him that, that we miss him. We haven't spoken to him in a long time, and we need to talk to him. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll let him know. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, of course, our homeboy, uh, Robert Mitchell, you know, his mom lives on St. Croix, so you tell him, <laughs> tell him we give him a shout-out, too, as well. You know what I'm saying? We uh, will it. do. Yeah, he'll be here tomorrow. I'll let him know. Okay, good. Thanks a lot. That's on Ryan Chambers from the National Weather Service down there uh, in uh, San Juan. We got a great relationship with him. Uh, we like that. You know, um, <clears throat> first of all, I definitely want to thank uh, Kyle Fleming uh, for coming in because, you know, I'm going to be very honest with you. Right, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way. But as a Virgin Elder, I'm getting up there, right? And there is nothing, right? There's nothing as someone who to talk a lot, who like to run my mouth, I like to read, right? That makes me feel proud that an educated Virgin Elder coming in here and articulating and with a with an expansive vocabulary while at the same time breaking it down for lay people. That's a gift. Right, and I'm glad that we have the Kyle Flemings of the world coming on this medium and breaking things down for us and getting us to understand uh, what we're dealing with. Seriously, I ain't just blowing smoke because he's a power up. Remember, but when you sit down here like today, we're talking about instant gratification, use the atmospheric, all them kind of thing. Yo, when I be in the age, I won't really enter that. I don't know. I a man like to read from when I was young. Check. So this is this is nice. So I definitely want to give a shout out to the uh, Brian Roach administration for tapping in uh, to uh, one of ours uh, like that. And then um, one of my listeners called, right, um, and to ask the question, and I want to read the question because Mr. Fleming had already gone. And the question was, um, how many rate payers are 100% on the grid. They said, good morning, could you ask Mr. Fleming? And uh, they had, uh, uh, by the way, they also said, I have liberty, only short messages allowed now. So liberty, are you really going to act together? Are you? Uh, the things ain't working out now. Please, make that thing work, okay? So I texted him the question. He said, approximately 55,000 electric, okay? Right now. So so that's uh, that's the number right now. Of course, and I'll, uh, I'll delve into that some more. Reach out to Ms. Peterson, uh, the uh, communications director, and, uh, and she will let me know. Oh, <clears throat> I wanted to revisit um, Tech Tight over there in St. John. And thank you very much, Rocky Leibold, uh, once again. And Lamisho, right? That's how the pronounce it, right? Lamisho is spelled lame, sure. L-A-M-E-S-H-U-R-B, right? It's spelled lame, sure, B, but it's really Lamisho, B, right? And uh, the St. John Historical Society, right? You know, they, they, they've done a good job. This is a 2009 Tech-Tite Program Overview, right? And if that was 2009, and we're 15 years later, that's just 40 years from 1969 to 2009, so now we're 55 years removed, right? And, and, and I want to read this, uh, because reading is not only fundamental, but it's good, right? He said four Department of Interior Marine Scientists would descend to a depth of approximately 50 feet 
and would reside and work there for the next 60 days, longer than any human had ever lived and worked under the sea. Right over there, uh, northwest of Cab Cabrini or Cabrini Horn Point in Great Lamashore Bay. This is 1969, right? For the United States, this was a nationally significant program designed to, one, advance our knowledge of man's ability to withstand long periods of high-pressure cars by being submerged, two, enhance the breadth of our understanding of the marine environment, and three, better prepare ourselves for the anticipated extended space travel that would follow. Could you imagine? Lovely St. John, love city St. John here in these United States Virgin Islands or Virgin Islands of the United States, whichever one is comfortable for you. I'm USVI. I like that one, right? Was tapped to be the site where they would learn more about mankind and science. Right down your saw. Right? They said a highly complex undertaking which drew much of the existing scientific knowledge of the day. That was 40 years removed now. This is a 2009 article. And this happened in 69. Was backed jointly like, like by what I mentioned, the Navy, NASA, Department of Interior, and General Electric Missile and Space Division. And it relied on the expertise of many of this country's leading scientists and pioneers in their respective fields. Right? Yeah, I saw in the Virgin Islands, man. Right down there. That's what I said, down there, right? right down, down the road, across the bay, across the water, right? Then you go Red Hook and you take the ferry, right wrong there. We got it like that, man. And that's why I want to take this last time when we come back. Not the tangible, but the intangibles. You know, we need to do a better job of holding one other hand and saying we got to make this thing work for the people of the Virgin Islands because historically it has been proven and documented that people have a greater appreciation for what we got than we do. And it can't remain like that. It cannot. Very, very serious about that. So we'll take a break, come back and break this down some more. You know, we're talking OTEC and all that stuff. And we got to figure out which one we're going to move, man. Renew Renew Renewable energy's got to be the way in 2024. Be back right after this. you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. 
The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. Back here on this great, great Friday show to end the week. Um, by the way, that 55,000 number that's residential and commercial, okay? So that's both, um, you know, home and business, okay? So, and then I got a, a text message there, uh, thanking me for um, uh, getting uh, Mr. Fleming to break things down in, in lay people language. So, that's what we do, man. You know what I'm saying that's what we want to do to that. I mean, and uh, uh, but we want to educate the we want to educate the, the, the audience as well, you know, let them know that, um. <coughs> The vocabulary, they can handle the vocabulary though. The vocab when when we hear that corporate jargon, right? It, it, one of the things I've enjoyed doing, me personally, right, is 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 um, looking down and talking up, right? And why you do, when you see me, right, it may it may flaps and the slippers and and and, and t shirt and jeans. I want you to believe that I's a I's a mumu, like they're the same same, same dumbass, right? And then when we start having that discussion. And and then you know you know we start getting into areas you know what I'm saying yeah then you realize wait a minute you know what I mean because I've seen this I, I got a joke to tell you my very first year right uh, as a member of the first branch 2005 Lewis Hill um, had set up a meeting uh, at the time Derek Hodge was a part of that he was a, a lawyer then um, and we're looking at captive insurance and the potential for it here in the Virgin Islands. And there was a man named Lincoln. I forget his last name, but he had a insurance company, but it was an EDC company in St. Thomas, right? This is 2005, you know, and I know, I know you're going to like this. <clears throat> so we have the meeting. It's an afternoon meeting, like, a, like from 1 to 3. So this is a man of means, you know. So the meeting done, I got back by the legislature. I got like a 5 o'clock flight. When I when when transportation dropping me down to the seaplane, I look across the street by the bus stop, by uh, Winwood Passage, 
guess who waiting to catch a Vitran bus? Or probably a safari. The same Lincoln. This a man of means. Right? In other words, he want the public to know he driving wrong in no Mercedes Benz or whatever. You know what I mean? Gain away, you know, his economic position. Right? So I said to myself, wow, that's what they always tell you. That's why Tony Felix told me, Neville, always look around and see who they're wrong because you never know what's going on. Four years later, we had a CSG, a Council of State Governments Conference in Vermont. And Lewis Hill and I had uh, attended, and um, I left the, the conference early. I head back uh, to the to, to, to the city because I was dealing with something down there. And uh, Lewis had, Lewis said, "Yeah, I left too, you know, because I had to go to I had to go down to to New York, you know." And Lewis with that that beautiful uh, Dominican tour, he said, "I'm Lincoln, you know, Lincoln own a big farm down there by Saratoga." I said, "By where?" He said, "Yeah, he own a big farm." I said, man, that's my ballpark. You should have told me I would have, I would have stayed up there with you because that's my thing. You know, and these are the type of people who are doing, were doing business, are doing business, and will continue to do business in the Virgin House. Why? You know, because we have, you know, some programs that are very, very attractive. Because, you know, business people, they're bottom line people. And we have our EDC program. We've got the RT Park. We've got some other entities that allow for um, businesses to, to be competitive because the cost of labor under the American flag is not competitive with neighboring islands who pay people next to nothing. You know, our, 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 our labor laws don't allow for that. We got minimum wage. You got to pay that dollar. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so we got to do things to allow for us to be competitive. And one of those things is, um, you know, giving um, these tax exemptions, right, so that folks who invest in the territory can recoup their investment. You know, the problem with that, though, is that they get dependent on that because of the business model. And if you're used to not paying X amount of taxes for like a 10-year period, depending on how long the package might last, the exemption window, when the end of that window comes, then you go make a decision. You know, now by then you've recouped your investment, make a lot of money, like a, a, a case with Prasa, um, where uh, as a public, as, as, as a telephone utility company, you know, he got a sweetheart deal in the 90s and, you know, he got extensions after that and then you know, decided he wanted to, you know, spread his wings outside the Virgin Islands and before you knew it, he had nothing, you know. That's where the discipline part comes in. One of those four tenets that we mentioned earlier, right? Con concept, concept, resources, timing, and and discipline. And and you you might probably want to know, well, you know, what is it about timing? Look, not, timing is everything, man. You know, don't invest in something that's already established. You know, and and could be obsolete by the time you finish your investment. You're gonna lose out. That's why timing. Uh, it's so critical. So, you know, these are the dynamics uh, that, 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 you know, are in play. You know, when we have our table talk uh, here uh, on Mondays, you know, that's what we try to convey, you know, that there's a lot uh, going on and, you know, you got to be ahead of the curve. You know, we can't continue to want to be reactive. And that's the, to me, that's the, the, 
the most salient point that Kyle Fleming made earlier today, right? Way too reactive and not enough strategic. And it's the truth. With all due respect, right? Um, I've asked um, Mr. Mota because next week um, we have um, Commissioner Oriel coming on on Tuesday. Um, Carl Knight, the Governor's Chief of Staff, and I'm going to actually you know, um, extend the conversation that we had today to Carl Knight because he was also an Energy Office Director as well at one point. He's coming on on Wednesday, and then uh, Joe Bashelti will be coming on uh, on Thursday. So I've asked um, Commissioner Mota to see if we could find a day for the Public Works Commissioner, Derek Gabriel, to join us as well. <clears throat> um, and don't worry, um, Commissioner, we are we are already aware of the fact of our situation with our roads, Commissioner Gabriel. So don't worry about that, right? We we're gonna try to we gonna we gonna we gonna focus on being forward thinking um, in the conversation when you come on. Of course, you're gonna update the public as to where we are and all that stuff. But don't believe you know we're gonna drag you over the coast. It make no sense now. We've done enough of that. Um, the 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 public uh, has spoken. Um, the Christian said retailers have you know already said that. So so we good. Uh, in that regard. Okay, so if you come on, I bring Jamal McLean with you as well. I like to tease Ayo uh, when I come to Sinclair. I had to drive on flat road for a long, long time. You know what I'm saying? So so we're good. But um, this uh, this tech type project really, you know, every time I read it, and I probably read it like four, five, six times, I'm just freaking out at how, you know, we are, uh, you know, we, we, we were. You know, we, we we were seen as loaded with potential, you know, and the the, the success, right? And, and the the success of the initial tech-type program in 1969, right? A subsequent equally successful program known as tech-type two was carried out over a seven-month period in 1970, right? So the 69 was so good, they did it again in 70. This program allowed for more diverse and in-depth marine scientific studies than the first would attempt extended stays at a greater depth and test and evaluate more sophisticated diving equipment. It would also employ and benefit a wider variety of governmental agencies, academics, and the industrial community. So when Ms. Delabank um, was texting me about getting the private sector involved, you got to do that. Right, that's the industrial community. Right, this was accomplished through eleven separate missions, most with a duration from thirteen to twenty days, in which fifty-three aquanauts took part, including both an all-women's team and a number of international participants. It should be noted that the physical structures comprising what we know today as the Virgin Islands Environmental Resource Station at Lamashore Bay were actually built by Navy CBs and serve as the base station for the entire tech-type program. So first of all, do we still have that over there, Eddie Bruce? We still got the Virgin Islands Environmental Resource Station in St. John over at Lamashore Bay? And if so, um, know that Navy CBs is the one uh, who built that, right? The Habitat. Right, you know, and there's a photo here where they said the aquanaut with advanced breathing gear swims above living quarters, 
known to as the habitat, anchored at 49-foot depth below the surface at Lamashore Bay. Right over there, St. John. So whatever you do, right, as a Virgin Islander, be proud of where we at. Yeah, we're going through major transition with the um, uh, <clears throat> recovery. And, you know, we're going to be, you know, we said March going to make six and a half years because it was a September uh, twin event uh, with Irma Maria. Um, and recoveries tend to last at, as a, at least a decade, you know, in particular the way we got hit. Um, you know, Katrina happened in, in 1995, I mean, 2005, I mean. And, uh, you know, these, these things happen, um, but the, the goal is, you know, when the next one coming, because, you know, if it's a when, that you're better prepared to deal with the impact. That's what the recovery is all about. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hoping that as we look uh, at evolving as a people uh, via reinvestment, um, that we are, you know, seriously... Uh, consider, you know, investing with the next generation in mind. We owe it to them, just like they're going to owe it to the one following them. Now, this OTEC, right, this OTEC development and this uh, site, this National Energy Laboratory of, of Hawaii Authority, um, you know, at some point, you know, we need to look at reviving, you know, what was uh, in play over here at Rust Up Twist. And for those of you who don't know, that's the north side. Uh, when you leave um, Gentle Winds and you, I mean, you, when you leave uh, North Shore Road, you're ducking into Barron's Castle and you work your way over by Gentle Winds and Salt River. Over that um, that area there. Um, you know, we, we know we, we we've got some potential, and uh, oh, um, the 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 one thing that um, <clears throat> Director Fleming mentioned are the trenches, and uh, we didn't get into the details for that. For those who may be listening, right, um, one of the issues that we've had with transportation, specifically ferry boat transportation, which makes so much sense and would actually, you know, benefit us on multiple levels. Uh, the ferry boat service between St. Thomas and St. John is necessary because, let's face it, St. John is an extension of St. Thomas and St. John, right? It's a part of an extension of St. Thomas, and St. Thomas' economic template is so much bigger than St. John, right? But to get from St. Croix to St. Thomas or St. Croix to St. John, that's a whole different galaxy right there because of trenches. Waters are very, very deep uh, between um, St. Croix and St. Thomas, St. John, and that requires a different type of ferry. You know, that, 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 that raft, that sophisticated raft that'll move between St. Thomas and St. John, that ain't gonna work. And we've been talking about this for a decade and a half now. And we need that type of ferry um, that you see up in the Seattle area for, for, for folks who live in Seattle but might live over there on the, the other neighboring islands uh, up in the... Um, uh, I forget I forget the terminology. I know in, in Long Island they don't call it the Long Island song, but there's another term that I use up in Seattle, right? Uh, we need a special type of boat. Um, 
we had heard that there was a, a, a boat that was gonna, that could have been constructed out of Italy, um, but it never got here, and you know it requires some investment. Maybe you know something when 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 they come on, I wonder if that's something that um that could be part of our recovery. If they could use some of the recovery money uh, to purchase um, a ferry that could accommodate <coughs> transportation between Saint Croix and the two northern. Uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. You know what I'm saying? Um, because if we could do that, by telling her no, right? Um, that's a game changer. Telling you. Because that would reduce costs. That would put um, that Dong Tong to Dong Tong service between St. Croix and, and St. Thomas on the seaplane, reducing that price there, because I'm telling you now, man, if you ain't moving time, that's a $400 deal. $199 each way. 20 minutes up and 20 minutes back. A beautiful flight. But I'm sorry. That's, that's, way, that's way too costly for me. You know what I'm saying? But um, if you got to pay it, you got to pay it. Yeah, I go work on finding that term that did I use up there in uh, Seattle, okay, for that area, right? And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing us evolve uh, and and progress going forward in 2024. God, this got to be the year, man. Has to be. Anyway, enjoy the weekend. Now back on Monday, um, more table talk, and uh, looking forward to to breaking breaking. Oh, Tuesday. That's right, Tuesday. Because Monday's Monday, the King Day, so we're taking a holiday on Tuesday. Okay, and we good. Talk to you then. Long weekend. Talk to you on Tuesday morning. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX-FM 93.1.